You're listening to the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast, the show that guides you on your holistic lifestyle journey to a healthy body, mind, and soul aligned with nature. Hello and welcome to episode number 47 of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide Podcast. This episode is the second in a three-part series where I talk about my top five tips for physical, mental, and spiritual health. This week is mental health. So these are what I would choose if I had to pick only five of the most effective tips for maintaining your mental health. Everybody struggles with mental health once in a while and many people struggle with it almost constantly. Whether or not you have a serious mental health issue, the tips I will give in this article are for anyone. If you do have a serious mental health issue, be sure to see your mental health professional in addition to applying these tips to your life. So let's get right into it and not waste any time. The first tip I have for you is altered states of consciousness. You may be wondering why altered states of consciousness is on this list, but it is really another way of saying meditation. I like to compare them because really, meditation is an altered state of consciousness at its essence. The old fashioned way to meditate is, it's kind of off-putting to many people and doesn't always work for everyone. So I like to teach people alternative ways of entering the same state, which is basically a relaxed state where you are more mindful of your consciousness and your thoughts. This can happen in a variety of ways. So um, rather than going too deep into those, because I actually have another podcast episode about meditation, I'm going to sum them up in this right now. You can use rhythmic drumming. You can use dancing. You can listen to binaural beats. You can do mindfulness as it pertains to your five senses, such as um, being mindful about what you're taking in, mindfulness in nature, any of these types of things, um, when you practice these things, your brain is entering the alpha state quite easily. So the alpha state is where you slow down the pace that thoughts enter your mind. This is also the state that you're in when you're watching TV or a movie because you're in a receptive state. It's all about being receptive. You will be less reactive to thoughts um, emotions are generally more positive while in this state, especially if you're doing something like I said, rhythmic drumming or dancing or listening to binaural beats. These are things you can find on YouTube very easily. Um, I usually end my day with some type of listening to something that puts me into an altered state. This is a great way to wind down for the night. My choice is ASMR videos, which is a whole separate thing. Um, that stands for auto-sensory meridian response. Not everyone experiences ASMR in the same way though, so it might not work for you, but if you are someone who gets good results from this, you can also add that to your list as well. So basically, that tip summed up is to put yourself into the alpha state, altered states of consciousness, or even theta if you can get there. But that's for people that have been meditating for many years and are really good at it. So the next one on this list for my top five mental health tips is journaling. This might even be my favorite one. 
this is my personal favorite at least. Um, journaling has benefits for the body, mind, and the soul. So this is something that I talk about quite often. It has been said that journaling is a way for you to become your own best friend, your own life coach, or your own therapist. I should add again that therapy should be considered for serious issues, but if you are generally happy and mentally stable, journaling can act as therapy. Journaling can also be used in addition to therapy. There is no harm to journaling as long as you are relatively stable and you don't think that revisiting these um, traumas, triggers, uh, things like that are going to make you act out in any way. If you feel safe, um, journaling is a great way to um, stay up on your mental health because the way that journaling works is when you experience trauma, emotions, feelings, or thoughts, they need to be processed and released. If they are not processed and released properly, then they will get stored in the body. And this results in energy blockages. This results in phobias, illnesses, repeated negative patterns, even disease. So journaling is one of the best ways to process. I think it's actually the best way to process and release things because it is something that anyone can do and every day, whether or not you have access to healthcare. Um, if you do go to a therapist, what they do is listen and ask you questions because their main goal is to get you to process your trauma, emotions, feelings, and thoughts while they guide you. The same end result can happen from using guided meditations and journal prompts. And just you simply expressing yourself, this is how you can do this on your own. Some therapists have actually um, purchased the journals and workbooks that I sell in my Etsy shop to give to their patients. So this is proof that you don't need to go to a therapist in, in some cases um, if you want to use journals and workbooks and things like that. They guide you through the process. It doesn't matter who is guiding you through it. The process is the same. Of course, like I said, if it's a serious issue where you're having suicidal thoughts, I would go to a therapist. But if you're someone that just suffers with uh, melancholy, um, maybe seasonal affective disorder, some types of anxiety, mild depression, expressing yourself through writing or speaking, this is where the magic happens when processing those things. I have often had breakthroughs on my own just by writing out my thoughts and asking myself questions and digging deep into every problem and every factor involved. So journaling, a very, very, very big one there. And if you are interested in learning more about journaling, journaling is a big subject. You can use journaling to improve your life. I actually have a course on Udemy called Journaling for Beginners. That will walk you through how to build a daily journaling practice and improve your life in any area that you need improvement in. That's how amazing journaling is. It literally ties into every subject, almost every subject under the sun. So I will leave a link in the show notes if you want to check that out. The next item on my list of the top five mental health tips is spending time in nature. This is actually another huge one that might be as big as journaling. Um, everybody is aware that spending time in nature has many benefits for humans, most of them being men mental benefits. Um, 
Even patients in hospitals heal faster when they have a view of nature out their window. So aside from the obvious benefit of getting sunlight, being outside has a profound effect on our well-being. You might have heard of nature deficit disorder, which is where a lack of time spent in nature starts to produce negative physiological effects. You might have heard of forest bathing, where you immerse yourself in a forest or any heavily wooded area, and this gives your body, mind, and soul a huge boost of healing. The problem is many people don't have easy access to nature, which is unfortunate. If you live in a high-rise building or in the middle of a large city with very little greenery around you, you will have to work harder and go out of your way to be in nature. So that's something to strive for. Um, aligning yourself to nature is of one of the healthiest things that you can do for your health. This overall, this is good for all things, your body, your mind, and your soul. And those are some of my favorite tips, the ones that can help you in all ways. So the next tip I have for you for mental health is deep breathing. Breathing intentionally and deeply is a great way to calm your mind and slow down your heart rate. This allows you to enter the parasympathetic state immediately. This is the state that allows the body to heal, rejuvenate, and this is when you thrive, when you're in this state more often. It's the opposite of the fight or flight response, which is when your body is in a sympathetic state, when your body is under attack. It thinks that something is chasing you. It's fearful. So you don't want to be in that state, and by, by doing these deep breathing exercises, you can get into that parasympathetic state. So you're oxygenating your brain and you're helping to stimulate the vagus nerve. When your body is in this calm state, only then can it digest food properly. Only then can it heal properly and maintain a state of homeostasis, which is stability. So there are many types of breathing exercises and um, you can do them under the guidance of a professional, but some of these breathing exercises have different effects on the body and some of them are simple. Deep breathing in a slow manner, this is a beneficial for anybody. So in my research of deep breathing, I have found that people that have anxiety should probably stick to the deep breathing that is slow. I would not do those really, really fast um, uh, breathing exercises that they, they will raise your heart rate. And I honestly don't even know. I mean, I'm sure they have health benefits, but I don't know why somebody would choose to put themselves into a state of hyperactivity like that. I think the whole purpose of breathing is to get yourself into a calm state. So I would always start with breathing slowly. There is a thing called box breathing where you breathe in, you inhale for a certain amount of time, you hold that breath for the same amount of time, you exhale for the same amount of time, and then you hold without taking a breath in for the same amount of time. Whatever works for you. Some people can only do this for three or four seconds. And then um, another tip that goes along with this 
is, it's a really big key. If you're ever trying to calm yourself down, a key is to even stretch out your exhale longer than your inhale. So this is different than box breathing where you breathe in and then you slowly exhale as far as you can go, get all the air out and see if you can hold it when you get down to nothing. So that will put you in the parasympathetic system where you are calm. So, and another key is to take air into your diaphragm, not your chest. So babies naturally know how to breathe correctly. If you notice, their stomachs will rise and fall with each breath, not their chest. So the only way to breathe deeply is to open up your diaphragm. So put your hands on your stomach and when you breathe in, make sure that you're sticking your stomach out and, and notice how that feels and that is the correct way to breathe. So the last tip that I have for mental health is going to surprise you. And this is to take care of your basic physical needs. So this is not a separate tip for just the mind. This is really highlighting the fact that the body and mind are so deeply connected that many times when you are anxious, depressed, irritable, moody, or melancholy, um, it can be from a lack of proper sleep or proper nourishment. So when you get a proper night's sleep and have a healthy digestive system, you have a much better chance of your mind working correctly. There are many mental health issues that are exacerbated by improper digestion. Many cases of depression, anxiety, and brain fog are directly a result of a poor diet or an intestinal disorder. Many people report profound mental clarity when they reset their digestive system by going on a fast for a few days. I've talked about fasting before. Um, it's got a lot of great benefits for the body, mind, and soul, and one of them is mental clarity. So that's a great example of one of the many things where your digestive system and the state of your physical body can affect your mental health. Um, proper hydration. This is also a factor in mental wellness. So when you are dehydrated, you will have difficulty doing things like problem solving, like focusing, and you might even have coordination problems. So these are cognitive, cognitive abilities that will decline the more water your body loses. A lack of sleep can also cause these things. It can cause depression, anxiety, brain fog, irritability, manic episodes, and lots of other negative reactions. Everybody's been there. Everybody's had a lack of sleep and you know what happens. Um, it's you know, sleep is something that many people don't put a priority on and then their health often suffers under the surface without them really realizing the extent of it until their health actually gets worse. So that's a great tip to make sure that you're getting hydrated and nourished properly and getting enough sleep. Those three things alone will go a long way in helping your mental health. So if you do anything for your mental well-being, try to include these tips into your lifestyle. Achieving altered states of consciousness, journaling, spending time in nature, deep, slow breathing, and making sure your basic physical needs are met for sleep, proper nourishment, 
and hydration. So give your digestive system a break, drink plenty of water, go for a walk in the woods, breathe in the fresh air deeply into your lungs, end of the day with some type of altered state meditation, writing in your journal and get a good night's sleep. All of these things will go a long way and your mind will thank you. And I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you enjoyed this and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it on social media or consider donating. If you want to keep up with everything that I'm doing, you can find all the links at holisticlifestyleguide.com. Thank you again and have a great week.